0: Happy Tuesday, everyone. Uh, I was just I was just telling the guys that, or the men, that uh, Sunday, Bezer Hashem, I do believe we're I'm going to actually advertise this week at the Shabbat, um, and I want to have the room set aside for us. That half of the room set aside for us. And potentially, I'm going to ask if we can get ourselves, like, a shiur attendee coffee bar uh, in, inside oh. the, the, the class. It'll be nice. I will enjoy it. I'm also going to... I, I awesome. know it was, it was a long class. I'm also going to try to shorten it. I, I know it it's, like, a, good, uh, people uh, after and everything don't have, like, an hour. But we'll try to do between 30 and 45 minutes, depending on how much how eager I see everybody is. But uh, the class, hopefully, on Sunday will be a little bit bigger. Um, if people want to come, otherwise I'm happy if, you know, it's, it's worth it. Even if it's just with, just one of you, it's already worth it.
1: You know, it used Thank to be you. just
0: one of you. I you don't know. <laughs> and then, and then we, we were lucky because of COVID. Okay. Parashat Uh This is, uh, we are, But what did we do at the end of last week's parasha? We were discussing the wars, right? And the rules yes. of the wars. So Kitetzeh continues. Now kitetse is an interesting parasha. As an intro to Kitetzeh. And the problem we, we have with kitteze is a, it's a good problem to have. Is that there are too many mitzvot? Yes, plenty. <laughs> there, are, there. Are, this parasha contains more mitzvot than any other, competing with parashat Kedoshim. It happens to be much longer than Kedoshim as a parasha, so it have it has more mitzvot. Now, what ha- the problem with having more mitzvot is that it becomes extremely. And you know, the way I like to analyze the text is to see. The progression, and to also get a bird's eye view of what the text is doing, and to follow the progression of the text, and to understand systematically what the text is, how the text is presenting things, and in what order it's going. So it's been kind of easy so far. Like you, like last week we said that the parasha as a whole is a discussion of the leadership, uh, the the leadership institutions of Am Yisrael, which was good because it made sense. The parasha followed systematically. A, it gave us an accounting of all the different types of leadership within Am Israel between the Shofitim, between the the, the Leviim, the, the king. Uh, so we've had we had all of these things. But in Parshat Kitetse there are so many mitzvot that it almost sounds random. Mm-hmm. It almost it's very, very hard. Now many have tried to try to think of a systematic approach to understanding this it and it's it's hard to say. So what you could say at the end is that Kitetse represents kind of the end of of the mitzvah section of Moshe Rabenu's speech. Remember, we're talking about Moshe Rabenu's speeches, mm-hmm. and this this core speech that we're in right now is Moshe Rabenu. He's filling everything in. Right. So it seems like there were there were a lot of mitzvot left that Moshe found relevant for the people as they were entering in the land, and he he had to tell he had to teach all of these mitzvot. So all of these mitzvot get recorded. Now, uh, what? The best you could do in terms of understanding structure is to try to see how one mitzvah relates to the next mitzvah. So you could get a localized understanding of, of the relationship between the mitzvot, but it's very hard to get a systematic bird's eye view understanding like we were able to do last week, where we see, oh, this parasha is about. No, we can't, we're not going to be able to say that. Uh, every pasuk is another topic. So... Uh, we're going to try our best to see if there's a relationship. If we can't, we're not going to th- sweat too hard, uh, because at the end of the day, it could just be that these are a, a number of mitzvot that Moshe Abinu found very relevant to teach on Israel as they were going into the land. That said, we have a lot to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, we do have four days, and um, you know, we, and we also have Sunday, so let's try to see how far in the parasha we okay, could get. Let's go for it. When, God, when you go out to war on your enemies and God gives them in your hands and you, ca- and you capture a captive. Yes. Are you captive. You capture their captive. And you see amongst the captivity, oh. and, you amongst the captivity. Oh. and you will see amongst the captives a woman who is beautiful in form and you will desire her and you will take her for a wife. You will bring her into your house, and she will shave her head. Uh, and she will. Literally translates to and she will do her nails. Right? Yes. That's how it literally translates because yes. the word. But but what it, but it's it's a short in Hebrew. Sometimes you see this where the a word. Is used, ve'asita means she will do her nails and then it's, it's not filling us in completely. It means she will do her nails what people tend to do with their nails, let which is grow. in this case, let it grow. Two options. There's a machlokad actually. Oh. One opinion says she has to let them grow, one opinion says she has to cut them. Oh. Two opinions. Now, uh, let's keep going because, because I don't think she that's. She is like shaving her head. Right, so because ah, exactly very good it, it parallels, it, it parallels the shaving yes, of the head. Okay, so... Uh, as long nails makes it more sexy. Right, maybe. And she will take the, the dress of her captivity off from upon her. And she will dwell in your house. And she will cry for her father and her mother for a month. And then only after that, may you come upon her and, and take her as a wife and she will be for you as a wife. So this is even we got her will? Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. Let's see. We'll, 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 we'll discuss. Buying time. This is called buying time. We'll, we'll discuss these things. <laughs> no? we'll, we'll discuss. There are yes, many wait, opinions wait, on wait, this. Yeah. We, let's finish. the. And if you do not desire her, you will send her away for her on her own, and you may not sell her for money. This is after the process. Yes. This is after the process. If you decided that you did not want her. Let's do no, thirty days. All right. mm-hmm. Do not lord over her because you have already caused mm-hmm. her much anguish. Yeah. This piece gets critiqued a lot in the in the more left wing mm-hmm. in the in the less uh, in the more biblical critical world. Um, I, I, to be honest, do not understand why it would be critiqued. We could analyze it. Uh, you asked It's a reality. It's actually a reality. So, so, here, so here is, first of all, the backdrop. Okay? The backdrop you have to understand is, is what is the Torah trying to avoid here? Rape and pillaging yes. for the Torah is trying to stop the process of rape and pillage, which was the standard and the norm Wait, in what? war. It still is, it's today. It's it's today. Still today. is today. If you, you, you pillage is when you, uh, when you, you go mass. and you, you destroy everything in a town and oh. you just uh, you take an their, an their women. And, and So first of all, there are a lot of psychological forces that the Torah is commenting on here. The, the number one is bloodlust, which is actually a real phenomenon. Yes, yes. When people get into the heat of battle, they can be overcome with such an intense feeling of there, there, there is an interesting psychological connection, by the way, you could see it in Freud, between violence and sex. Yes. Violence and sex are very related. Um, if I'm going to get be a little bit explicit right now, but if you if you notice, um, hopefully you should know this only from hearsay, that that within the world of pornography there is a branch of it which is Oops. which is Full of violence. Yes. And in fact, the more extreme forms get more and more violent as they go on. The reason is because deep down within the psychology of men, there is a relationship between, a deep relationship between the sex act and Painful. man's violent nature. So what happens in war and in battle is that the violent side is is exposed. And it often causes bloodlust, which is an intense feeling of, of sexual desire, which is, which is, I I wouldn't know because we never went to war. But uh, apparently, it's it's very, it's it's very intense. It's very intense, Um, and what would happen in other societies, of course, is that this would run amok, men would do this, and whenever they would win in war, the women would be ravaged, completely destroyed. Many of them would be killed in the process. Obviously, they had no rights, and then they would be taken. And once the guy finished having his fun, they would sell him as a slave. That's the standard. So now, it's exact opposite. This is, this right? is now this is what the Torah is dealing with. It is this society that the Torah is stopping. dealing with. So
1: it's not
0: telling you not to. It's ta- stopping. It's giving so, you So what the right it, so what is it? Is it so time. what is it doing? Make so what is it doing? Putting cold if water. So sitting in your home and you made them. You, and you I think for thirty days you get to really understand because it says only after that if you like her because maybe after one month you are like. I don't like this person. You see their adult, you, you see who they are, you see them in your home, and like, you know what? This, this woman is not... I'm, go, I'm going to bring to, uh, But one second, but that 30 days, before the 30 days, you already he he wants, did what he did. He he there. No, he did what not he did. even. There's a machloket in the Gemara. But it's written. Uh, is There's is a machloket in the Gemara. One opinion says you cannot even touch her until the whole process is done. It's a machloket, Tanaim. It's a machloket between two rabbis in the Gemara. One opinion says you cannot touch her until until. The whole thirty days is over. One opinion says, in the heat of the battle, you can a person, the man can sleep with her once, but then he has to not touch her until this yes, process yes. is performed. But that once is, that's it once, not consensual. It's a, a, not a, not consensual. Not She's, consensual. Not She's a, cap, consensual. a She's a captive in battle. Captive. Now also the also be aware, um, the standards that the Torah is competing with is in the case of war. The the woman would not like they gave up you know they, they didn't expect to but, be treated I'd con- the, the ideas sense of sense. consensual sex that we have today are very different from what 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 the society what the culture is then. at you the time. unfortunately uh, 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 in those era they used to the women used to make the same beautiful when there was a war so that, to that, try to be saved. There is a midrash that says this that exactly the women the, of the of the umot haolam would come yeah, out. Prefer this than the death. Sure. So so here so here is also another thing you have to. Put yourself not shalom, but khair put yourself in the shoes of the woman at this case imagine you're being overcome you're being taken over in war by another enemy. by the way, already we, we in the previous parasha, noticed that we offered peace to these people yes, before. Yes. so it is the decision of their society to enter into war with us in the first place yes. okay now imagine you're being overcome by people who first offered you peace but that, that already would never happen. Now imagine you're being overcome by war. And um, wh- what is your expectation? This is done. I'm done. I'm going to be raped and killed. That- that's what... Like, I'm sorry to be explicit, but th- yes. this is, that- that's what the expectation it. is. So take that expectation together. Now, one, more, one more thing I want to introduce you to is that our idea today of marriage and the love of marriage is very novel. It's a new concept. Yeah. Even maybe your grandparents' generation it was everything was more out of convenience yes. and the woman would marry would marry pretty much anyone who could support her they weren't looking for a hollywood love <laughs> lifestyle they were not looking for that in, in especially in a society where scarcity and there's no food and there's a lot of scarcity and there's n- nothing really available and the man has obviously the ability to make more especially in those times also, another thing, uh, I'm giving you a whole anthropological lesson today. In those times, man was the one labor, physical labor, was the greatest way to make money. Today, what is the greatest way to make money? Intelligence. Intelligence, but that's also a new thing. That's an that's an economic development. In those times, physical physical labor is the way to make money. So, who is the going to be the breadwinner? Hundred times out of hundred, the man. The men. No, no doubt. The women, maybe they could weave some clothes, but the men were the ones who actually put in hard work and were able to make money. So, women would marry. The real reason for marriage was... Security. Financial security. And I could prove it to you. That's why when they're... When they're if they're, God forbid, their husband died young, they would either give their children to somebody else to watch or to like... I have a better proof for you. A better proof for you. In the case where a man sleeps with a woman... Before, before he's married to her. Okay? So he has to pay the father. He has to pay the father and he has to do one more thing. He has to offer so to marry her. her yes. to yes. to marry. Right, right. That's yes how he... He has to offer to marry her. She could turn him down, but the idea is this, this man just forced this young girl to sleep with her. Like, why, why are we even... Why is that a good thing? To let, let him offer to marry her? It's because the man marrying a woman in those days was, was a favor to the woman. Yes. And that's why also there's even a rabbi in the Gemara, who was very very wealthy, and he married a bunch of widows as a chesed to them. Yes. He he said it was it was a kindness to a woman to marry her because women they weren't their biggest now nowadays women's biggest concern in life is that they'll not get the Hollywood ending they hope for. Then a woman's biggest concern in life is will I have my next meal. This is the backdrop with which we have to understand the parasha. Now, the problem with the, the modern uh, um, the, the the modern biblical critics is that they they Related take this the society day. and then they they impose all of the the modern sensibilities on the text. And like, hey, look, it's not fair to the woman. Like, no, it's very fair to the woman it, today. Women are, have changed very much from that time. So, what are you what are you going to say? Like, uh, of course, of course, it's going to look different. But in terms of is it this is if a if you're so in a way given the time of that this was a very sensible and very oh no no, no no not not only sensible this oh, was this was like a revolution revolution pro, pro, pro this is this is, the best thing to this is a, a dream come true yes yeah. if you're a woman getting captured in battle look those this very thing from the so surface with the man is getting the no, 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 woman uh, but for today giving a chance was... to that woman T- not T- today, who, but to survive but saving the woman we're, we're are in a different reality safe, the, the point of the Torah is to protect the woman this whole this whole piece of the Eshetifator is for the for the sake of protecting yes. the woman the non-Jewish woman captive yes. who who, who her he, she herself probably played a part in trying to seduce men and do some illegal things it is to protect her from the tendency worse. of the men at the time for for to do worse that's what that's what the whole idea is okay now let 's look into the text and uh, this is going to be probably your whole class today but um but uh, it's it's such a big it's a yes. big topic, so to understand it, be, actually because the continuation is Shed even, the light on the whole thing yeah that, the it, 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 you have to understand so the the angle, the, the, the context. Angle. Also, also the the Torah is trying to be, be careful not to go with a non-Jewish woman. There's, oh, there's, there are so there are two. Yeah, there are yeah, two the consequences uh, because of uh, all yes. this. Now that's why thirty days. Wait, don't be in a rush. Okay, so there are two interpretations, two basic interpretations for the text. One interpretation sees this whole process as a means of stopping the men, because again we're dealing with a psychological tendency of bloodlust, which is a very, very, very powerful emotion, a very powerful feeling. So the Torah, in its brilliant way, is forcing the person to stall so that his lust can calm down. He could come to his senses and realize, I should just let this woman go. That's the first interpretation. The second interpretation sees this whole process as a favor to the woman so that you can give her some time to convert and have a family of her own. So as we were saying, because the woman would be grateful for an opportunity to have a husband who would take care of her. So both interpretations are beautiful, and I think they're both true, but we could see it in the text. So let's let's just read it quickly in English one more time. When you go out to war against your enemy, and your enemy, God gives the enemy in your hand, you see... Oh, oh, oh no. Fine, I'll finish and then nothing. You see the woman, she's beautiful, and you, you take her for a wife. You bring her into your house. And by the way, you take her for a wife. First thing, that's the Isha. Meaning you can only keep her if you decide to keep her as a wife. for a wife. Meaning? You have to respect if treat her already. Her, you have to treat her like a Jewish wife. Yes. Okay, and part of the process, well, there's a makhloket if you convert her fully or if not. But according to the opinions that's that you convert enough. her fully, like the Rambam, who says you convert her fully here, You make her a wife, she now becomes a Jewish woman. That's why she cries for her mother Now, now, you bring her into your house, she shaves her head and she does her nails. So according to the opinion that you're making her, that you're stalling, you're trying to make her ugly. So you cut her nails or you grow out her nails so they become extremely long and disgusting. And you shave her head because the hair of the woman is beautiful. But, in those days, in the surrounding cultures, shaving the head and cutting the nails was also a form of avelut, a form of mourning. So, so, amongst the goyim, amongst us we did the opposite. But, but amongst the goyim, it was a form of mourning. So it could be that we're also giving her the chance to, you just lost your whole family in war. This is a very, very tough time. Stay in my house for 30 days. Take your time. You could do your mourning, and then I'll take care of you at the tail end of it. I can make you my wife to, to help you survive. Okay? Um, those are the two opinions. You could see the opinions. She takes off the clothes of her captivity. What is that? So according to one opinion, they used to come in a very sexy way, as Jacqueman was saying, that they would come in a in a with inappropriate dress to seduce the men. So in that so you're taking those clothes off and you're making her wear something more more sanwa. In the other opinion, it is that uh, she, she wears mourning clothes so she can have some an opportunity again to, to fully mourn the, the, her de- the deceased. And that's kind of the two interpretations you could run with throughout the whole text. You could see it throughout the whole thing. But the idea here, the, the fundamental idea here is that A, we're trying to control the man because of this, this desire that he has. And B, we're trying to save this poor woman that under any other circumstance would be in a very, very, very difficult situation. So that's uh, the introduction to our parashah. We could do the next piece tomorrow, which is the the two the two yeah. sons, right? Yes. The two sons, the two women, and the two sons, and being fair in the allotment of the inheritance. Baruch <laughs> <laughs> Amen, Amen v'amen. V'amen.